When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the interruption, but I'm Mike Wilbon. Tony Elon Musk says he doesn't own a home and sleeps in his friend's spare bedrooms. I'm Tony Kornheiser. Shh, he's napping in the next room. It's just right over here. Oh, wow. He, and and it's been his friend's spare attic, too, huh? That the way that really works? I don't know. I don't know anything about Elon Musk compared to, I mean, he's in the news every minute. Everybody yep. seems to have an opinion about him, and I, I, I feel utterly inadequate talking <laughs> We're about him. I do. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. In today's episode, Jerry West is livid, Debo Samuel wants a trade, and Justin Verlander joins us for five good minutes. But we begin today with the biggest shocker in the NBA playoffs so far. New Orleans beating number one seed Phoenix last night in Phoenix, 125-114. Brandon Ingram had 37 points for New Orleans. 26 in the second half. Devin Booker had 31 points for Phoenix in the first half, but went out with a hamstring injury with about five minutes left in the third quarter, did not return. Wilbon, should we start with Ingram's performance or Booker's injury? Ingram was great. Now let's get to the story of the night and of the day here where I sit in the desert in Arizona where Devin Booker is not just a great player, he's a, a civic god. And Devin Booker limping like that after trying to chase down a blocked shot attempt, limping off, signaling to the bench, and then holding his his right hemi. I mean, that's a depressing moment here, Tony, because nobody's going to win without their best player. And you may say, well, Phoenix has co-best players, Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I'll give you that. They're the best backcourt in the league to me. And so when Devin Booker goes out like that, look, I think the Suns were 5-2 when he injured the other hamstring during this regular season. So they've been able to win without him in the regular season. They were able to win without Chris Paul, I think something like 10-4 and four or 11-4 and four during the regular season when Chris Paul missed games. But, Tony, this ain't the regular season. These are the playoffs, and New Orleans is a different team, not the group that finished whatever, 11 games under 500, whatever that was. They're formidable. They were ahead in the game when Devin Booker went out last night, and Booker had 31 in the half. Booker's going to be a first-team All-NBA player. The Suns need him back. He's going to miss at least games three and four, and that changes everything, not just in this series and for the Suns, but the playoffs in the West. So um, that game was on much too late for me, and I was asleep through the game. When I woke up this morning and I read the paper and I turned on television and I saw Phoenix lost and I saw Booker was out, my first thought was, this is going to make this series pretty interesting. We could have a change here. And my second thought, Mike, was Chris Paul, who has had disaster happen to him for years in the playoffs and has never gotten a ring. And I thought, is this going to happen again to Chris Paul? I wonder what Chris Paul is thinking. I, like you, think that any team can win a couple of games here and there without their star player. Memphis is like 35-0 and without John Moran, but not in the playoffs. The playoffs are a different circumstance. The concentration of play is greater, and Mike, and the results are truer. And so right now, if you don't have Devin Booker, then the big two for New Orleans 
which are Ingram and C.J. McCollum, are every bit as good as the two that are left, Paul and Aiton, yep. for Phoenix. Yep. Uh, Tony, totally agree. It's a series that I think that the Suns, who went through some of this last year with Chris Paul being out in the playoffs, I think they'll, they'll know how to navigate this. And Monty Williams is masterful as a coach. But it ain't a given. It isn't. And the whole complexion of the Western Conference playoffs just changed. Let's move to the NBA logo. Jerry West demanding an apology and retraction for the way he's portrayed in the HBO scripted series Winning Time. West's lawyers say the show, quote, falsely and cruelly, close quote, depicts him as, quote, an out-of-control, intoxicated rageaholic that bears no resemblance to the real man, close quote. They say the portrayal differs from the Jeff Perlman book on which it is based. Tone, should Jerry West receive an apology and retraction, or does producer Adam McKay have a right to dramatize? I think Hollywood has a right to dramatize. I don't question that right to dramatize. But mostly when we see things like this, uh, except for the movie The Queen, it's about somebody who has lived and died 50 and 60 years ago. Jerry West is very much alive. We all know Jerry West. People like me look at... Jerry West is being portrayed as a redneck maniac in this show. Yes. People that know Jerry West like you do, like I do, and we see the body of his work. He's had the greatest basketball career ever from start to finish. This is not the Jerry West we recognize. And so, do I think he should get an apology? I do. I'm going to tell people a story that I know you know. I was once in a work of fiction. I was portrayed with my name as someone who was in a hotel in New Orleans, got huffy with a, with a desk clerk, and looked at this person and dressed them down and said, do you know who I am? Now, I've been in New Orleans in my life, and I may have used that line on someone else at some time for a different situation at all, but I never used it in a hotel. I never used it in a hotel in New Orleans, and I never used it to a desk clerk in a hotel in New Orleans. And I said to the author, what are you doing? That's not true. And he said, it's a work of fiction. I said, but I'm not a work of fiction. That's my name. And people are going to yeah. think I did that. That's my position Tone, on this. As I told you this morning on your podcast, some, somebody asked me every day, are you watching Winning Time? Starting with my own brother. And I say, hell no. These people, Magic Johnson, Jerry West, uh, they're not fiction to me. I, that one of them I, is, is a dear friend that I've worked with on this network for low many years, you and I have known Jerry West and had the benefit of being able to listen to and question and be around Jerry West. They portray Jerry West unfairly, wrongly. And here's the thing, Tom. When you say it's fiction, okay, you can, yes, you can dramatize. Then change the name. What was the show that was a drag that said you changed the names to protect the innocent? Then change the names. Don't use the name. If it's important to you to make up details of someone's life, and it's not just Jerry. Jerry, to me, Pat Riley's in this. Again, these are not fictional characters. These are real live people we have covered who are living, who are still, in the case of the three people I mentioned, involved in basketball all the time. I find it dishonorable, right. this, this show. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to watch I'm gonna it. Commend to dishonorable. People. I'm going to commend to people to read Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's piece on yes. this show. Yes, we that piece is brilliant. Brilliant. And we move on. Let's go to baseball. The minor leagues have put in a pitch clock. Pitchers get 14 seconds to deliver the next pitch when the bases are empty, 18 with any runners on. The umpire has a right to call a ball if the pitch is late or a strike if the batter's wasting time. 
After implementing these rules, the average game lasted 20 fewer minutes, two hours, 39 minutes. Wilbon, does this excite you about what it could do in the majors? No, it doesn't. It does not excite me when really? a sport that is the national pastime that's 140-plus years old has to do something like this. It doesn't excite me. I know it's necessary, and I welcome it. It does not excite me. When I was a kid in high school, Tony, and I would go to Wrigley Field on the train in the afternoon for games that started at 125, I'd be home at 430 because the games lasted an average of two hours and 25 minutes. Now they're 311. And 10 years before I was in high school, the average game time was probably two hours straight up. So it's like a college football game, every baseball game. It's shameful what baseball has become on many levels. It does not excite me, but I welcome it. Cut as much time as you can in any way possible. I agree with everything you said, except the fact that it doesn't excite you because it excites me. If you can get these games down to 220 or something like that, so every game isn't a Wagnerian opera, so every game isn't three and a half hours, you can get younger people to watch it who have a smaller attention span. And I think it's important not to just penalize the pitchers. When batters stand in there and play with their gloves and tap the plate 19 times before they stand and call a strike and get them out of there. So I like that a lot. The one rule I'm a little dicey on is you can only throw over to first base now twice. Yeah, well, A good like base runner will get you to throw over twice in the first two shots, and then and he's, he's off to the races. Yeah. Now, now, I think this is good for baseball, Mike, because it puts more runners in play, and it's easier to bring a guy in from second on a single than to get a home run. So maybe a manager reconstitutes his roster and has some slap guys who are fast and can get to second base. But in terms of the pitch clock, I am totally for this. Totally for this. If you you have to make it happen, make it happen. It saddens me that baseball has come to this where it's got to use artificial junk. I mean, the timelessness of baseball, I don't want to sound... Tony, you know, I'm I'm never going to be excited about the changes to baseball. But I will say this about the pitching, about uh, throwing over pickoff attempts at first base. How many bases would Ricky Henderson have stolen if he got only a guy to throw over a max of twice He'd be laughing. He'd have stolen 300 300. bases in a season. 300. Come on. 300. It's phony, man. It's hard on the the pitcher. It's good for baseball. Let's take a break. It's coming up. How is Justin Verlander able to pick up right where he left off before Tommy John surgery? We're going to ask him. We'll also ask him whether he actually even thinks about a number, say, 300. Just a pick. 300 Ricky seems Henderson. out of reach for Ricky Henderson now. would still be playing. He oh, and he Vince would, Coleman yeah, still. would still be playing now at 60. PTI fans, listen up. Have you heard you can listen to episodes of this very show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership? That's right. All your favorite PTI episodes can be heard on Amazon Music ad-free. But that's not all. You can listen to other top podcasts like The Low Post and First Take ad-free as well. They also have your favorite shows like The Daily, Part of My Take, and Up First, all without ads. You know what this means. Uninterrupted listening, so no more cliffhangers. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts, so we know they definitely have something for you. And it's already included in your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to Amazon.com slash PTI. That's Amazon.com slash PTI to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. 
Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Justin Verlander pitched just once in 2020, missed all of last season for Tommy John's surgery, but he has come back strong. We're pleased to welcome back to the show Astros star Justin Verlander. I'll start with this. You only gave up three hits over eight shutout innings the other night. Can you describe how you felt on the mound and and how you were able to essentially pick up exactly where you left off after such a long period? Um, You know, it felt great, honestly. Uh, you know, um, kind of feels like being back at home, you know, stepping on the mound, looking up, having fans in the stands, um, you know, missing a lot of time. Uh, it, it felt nice to be back out there and kind of uh, doing what I was meant to do. Um, and, you know, going against a tough Mariners lineup, uh, you know, just felt like uh, just had to trust my stuff. You know, I think that's one of the hardest things to do coming back from this surgery is like, is my stuff still there? You know, am I still able to do it? And, um, you know, you just kind of, got to eliminate those doubts and just go out there and trust that all the hard work that I put in uh, is going to allow me to be successful. And, um, you know, behind the scenes, there was, there was a lot of hard work. Uh, you know, it just, it's not just like, Hey, Tommy John surgery, come back and healthy. It's, uh, you know, it's a grind and you got to kind of put your head down and really, uh, work at it. And, um, you know, hopefully, you know, it's only two starts in, but hopefully this is a sign that, uh, you know, I can continue to do this and kind of fall back into my old form. Justin, of course, you don't accomplish all that you have in baseball without great confidence every step along the way. But I'm wondering, you talked about the work you had to put in. Was there any point during that process, and I'm talking about during the recovery, where that confidence was shaken that you'd be able to to do what you've done so far? I mean, I think there's always some some doubt, um, you know, in anything that we do in any walk of life. Um, But you just kind of got to trust that the work's going to uh, uh, pay off. You know, I, I actually made a point during my rehab to stop watching baseball. It was like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was uh, um, I, I made a decision at the beginning. When I decided to have Tommy John, I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on my recovery and focus on the things that I've never really gotten focused on before, uh, my family. You know, I've got a three-year-old daughter now, so I've, I've, I've gotten to spend a lot of time with her over the last year and a half. And, um, you know, I felt like watching baseball was kind of um, – it was really hard for me to do because I couldn't play it. And, you know, I love baseball so much. I love pitching. I love competing. Um, but to watch it when I couldn't do it, uh, it just, you know, it, it was too difficult. Um, I watched the playoffs when the Astros were in the playoffs last year, but that's about it. So, um, you know, yeah, of course there's, uh, there's some doubt in there. But, um, you know, I'd be lying if I said there wasn't. Um, but that's where you just kind of rely on the routine, rely on the fact that my last season that I was healthy – um, I won the Cy Young, so I pitched well. It's not like I was kind of like limping to the finish line and now had Tommy John, and I'm hoping that it reinvigorates my career. I think that's a big difference there. Um, you know, I was still going strong, 
and then happen to blow out and need the surgery. So I think that's what I kept relying on was like, okay, let me rehab, get myself back to being healthy and back who I was before I got hurt. And that should carry me over and I should be able to have success. So, you know, hey, look, we're only two starts in. I'm not saying that like, hey, I'm, uh, you know, back to that level, but I'm, I'm hopeful. Obviously, you'd rather have a good start than a bad one. That process has led you to 227 career wins. 39 years old may seem like as old as some people to Tony and me. You're still a kid. But I know you have said you don't get into setting specific goals when it comes to to numbers and wins and that sort of thing. But is there anything out there that you go, "Ah, if this goes well and I feel physically good, I can do blank? Do you you ever lean into that even a little bit? What do you mean blank? Are you you throwing out a specific number, like 300 (laughs) wins or something like that? (laughs) I was gonna let I was gonna let that just hang there, Justin. That put that possibility of three hundred. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, of course, that's on my mind. You know, um, uh, whether I get there or not, I think the one thing that that I can rely on is that I know that there will be no stone stone left unturned. Um, I will work as hard as I possibly can to stay healthy. Um, and do the things I need to do to be able to stay successful for as long as possible. I still love this game. The fire's still burning. Um, I don't think that's ever going to change. Um, so with that comes, you know, the attention to detail that it takes behind the scenes to do the things that allow you to be successful for a long time. And, you know, I'm, I'm really hopeful that uh, the, what I've learned through this last year and a half, rehabbing my elbow, is going to be the thing that carries my career longer than it would have had I not had surgery. I think that's the only way to look at it, to be positive. Um, I learned a lot about my body. I learned a lot about my rehab. I learned a lot about how to, how to stay healthier, I think. Um, so hopefully these are things that I'll look back at at the end of my career and hopefully you know, reach some big shiny numbers like you talked about and, and uh, can say that that year and a half that I had Tommy John, although it was a down point in my career and I would have much rather been pitching than not, um, I can look back at it fondly and say, I'm glad that that experience happened because that allowed me to be successful for longer. So that's the goal. Thank you, Justin. Welcome back. Justin, thanks Thank a you. lot. Much appreciated. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Good to be back. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Let's take one last break. Still to come, big nights for Jimmy Butler and John Morant. And Debo Samuel requests a trade from the Niners. Are they going to grant that wish? I ain't getting rid of Debo Samuel. Are you kidding me? Most dangerous offensive player in the league. We need Verlander to invite us down to Kinlock. He's a member. We both (laughs) play Kinlock. We need to know his number. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news! Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.
Happy time, people. Happy 77th birthday, Steve Spurrier, the old ball coach. Spurrier won the Heisman Trophy as a quarterback at Florida in 1966, then coached the Gators to the national championship 30 years later in 1996. He's one of only four people to be inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame as a player and a coach. Spurrier claimed the championship of the AF a couple of years ago, although the league folded in midseason. Spurrier's Orlando Apollos had the best record, so he got the players' rings. Wilbon and I came to love Spurrier when he coached the Washington football team for a couple of years. After finishing 5-11, Spurrier reviewed the season this way to the media. 5-11, not very good, but there are some teams worse than us. I guess that's one positive way of looking at it. We weren't the worst team in the league. A unique man, a unique coach. And Tony, we've been around a lot of coaches. I don't know that I've enjoyed any more thoroughly than Steve Spurrier. Just in terms of what he was like to be around, you know, how much you could learn about football and coaching players when you were around him. Just had a ball, had a blast whenever we were in Steve Spurrier's company. Yep. Happy anniversary, Julio Franco. On this day, 16 years ago at age 47, Franco became the oldest major leaguer to ever hit a home run. Franco hit one more for the Mets that year and one more again the next year at age 48. Franco played 23 years in the bigs. He's the first known major leaguer to hit a home run with his grandson in attendance. In 2015, at age 57, Franco was a player manager in a Japanese pro league. Franco was also the last major leaguer to bat against a pitcher that Ted Williams also batted against. That pitcher is Jim Cott, who as a rookie in 1959 faced Williams in the last game of the season, and then in 1982 faced a rookie Julio Franco. Cott, by the way, is 83 years old and still broadcasting baseball games. And still great at it. And you know how I hate most trivia? But this isn't trivia. It, it, it's elevated because of the history involved. You know how they get somebody, you say, she's the last surviving widow of a Civil War yeah. soldier, and you try to figure out how you connect those dots? Connecting to Ted Williams. I mean, but you know, that, I got to sit here and try to figure that out, but it's worth it. Happy trails to game two for the Timberwolves and the Hawks, as Wilbon predicted here yesterday. Memphis came back big in game two against Minnesota, buried the Timberwolves by 28 points. The Grizzlies stewed for a couple of games after losing game one, then got 60 points in the paint. It's only 34 for Minnesota. In Miami, the Heat got a playoff career high of 45 points from Jimmy Butler to take a 2-0 lead over Atlanta, 115-105. Butler shot 15-25 from the field, 4-7 from three. He had no fouls, no turnovers, joining only Dominique Wilkins in this odd, nerdy subspecialty of 45-0-0. Looked awfully fresh, had a lot of bounce, Jimmy Butler did, especially on those jump shots and dunks. I mean, you don't want a guy as good as Jimmy Butler to miss a lot of time in a regular season, but maybe missing some games has helped him in that regard, maybe. Omissions. Luka Doncic practiced fully for the Mavs today, and Paolo Banquero from Duke will be entering the NBA draft. Let us go to the big finish, if we could. Let's do it. Debo Samuel requested a trade from the 49ers. Big deal? Not yet, Tony. And this is going to be about money and him wanting to be a pure wide receiver, and the wide receiver market has exploded. Not yet, but it could be. We'll keep an eye on the Yankees. Ace Garrett Cole got a career-low five outs last night. Cause for concern. Not yet, but if he does it one more time, it will be. Yeah. National Player of the Year Oscar Shibway will return to Kentucky for a senior season. Are you surprised? Yes, but less surprised if the reports are accurate. There's $2 million out there in NIL 
money for him. That This could be a, a landmark situation. you got to keep an eye on this. Guardians put Owen Miller and two others on the COVID list. Is that significant? Yeah, he's leading the majors in batting average. He's batting 500 at the moment. Yeah. Last one, Nets and Celtics game two tonight. Who you got? Tone, I think the Nets. I think the Nets are going to even this series. I think we're in for an epic series, but they, they need this game to not go down 0-2. We're out of time. We'll try and do better the next time. And I'm Tony Kornheiser. I'm Mike Wilbon. Same time tomorrow, Knuckleheads. You can get the podcast on the app or Apple Podcasts. And here's SportsCenter. Bill Fetter gets a shout-out. He's a club pro in a PGA club pro tournament.